Father God, as I stand tonight, I ask, Lord, that you use me, that you speak through me, Father God, to minister to your people. I thank you, Father God, that as this word has ministered to me and strengthened me and encouraged me and challenged me, I'm believing, Father God, for the same thing to be true in the ears and the hearts and the lives of your people. Father God, I declare that my competency comes from you. Hallelujah. There's not enough studying in the world that I could do, Father God, to be adequate in and of myself to minister for you to your people. So God, I thank you that all of my sufficiency and competency comes for you. I humble myself under you, oh God, and I ask, Lord, that you speak through me. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, oh Lord. It's in the name of Jesus I do pray. Amen. 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 Tonight I just want to uh, stay in the same vein that our man of God has been in. Uh, looking at this 2024 as the year of much, much more. And he's ministered to us that last year was the year of what? Restoration. restoration. And that that restoration sets us up for what? Abundance. Now, as I was meditating on this earlier in the year, like we've been in the year a long time, but I was meditating on it earlier in the year, and the Lord impressed upon my heart that yes, this is a year of much more, but there's going to be much more that's going to be required of me. And so I made a personal commitment to the Lord to praise more, to praise more, to give more, to sing more, to dance more, to love more. Hallelujah. All of those things that he asked me to do in his word, I decided with his leading that I'm going to do those things the more. And so the subject tonight is... It's going to take more. When you hear a word from the man of God that 2024 is the year of much more, I want you to understand that just because he declared it does not mean that it's a guarantee. It's a guarantee for those who take it and hear it and do it. But just because he spoke it doesn't mean it's coming to pass, right? We know 2 Chronicles 20, 20 tells us that if we believe the Lord our God, we'll be established. But if we believe his prophets, we will what? Prosper. So in order for this word, this prophetic word to come to pass in our lives, we're going to have to believe what the man of God said. Now, believing is not hearing. And a lot of us in the body of Christ, a lot of us in the faith camp, a lot of us in this church have mistaken hearing for believing. And just because you come to church, just because you take notes, just because you listen to it on SoundCloud, just because you watch it on YouTube, does not necessarily mean that you've stepped over into the realm of believing. Believing requires work. Believing requires work. Work where? Work in your soul. Work in your noggin. Work in your heart. Work, work in every area of your life. Why? Because when a prophetic word comes, it rubs up against everything that you're currently experiencing. See, when a prophetic word comes that says 2024 is a year of much more, you think about all that you didn't have in 2023. And you begin to ask the question that Mary asked, how can this thing be since I, you fill in the blank. So when the prophetic comes, you've got to allow that word to wrestle with everything you're currently going through, every bit of strife you have, every bit of attitude you have. You have to let it wrestle with everything that you thought you should have had and you didn't lay hold of. You got to let it wrestle with it because if you don't, 2024 will look like 2021. And we'll get to 2025, and you'll be hoping for what was spoken in 2023. See how it never, we never progress if we don't get to the place where we actually believe. So tonight's verse, uh, Hebrews 2.1, tells us, Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. I want us to read that in a few translations. I want to read it first in the ICB, the International Children's Bible. Listen to how it says it there. It says, so we must be more careful to follow what we were taught. Then we will not be pulled away from the truth. The message says it this way. 
it is crucial that we keep a firm grip, firm grip on what we've heard so that we don't drift off. The Amplified Classic says, since all this is true, we ought to pay much more, much closer attention than ever to the truths that we have heard, lest in any way we drift past them and slip away. The New Amplified Version says, for this reason, that is because of God's final revelation in his son Jesus and because of Jesus' superiority to the angels, we must pay much closer attention than ever to the things that we have heard so that we do not in any way drift away from truth. So therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, not to the things we will hear. It says we've got to give more earnest heed to the things we have already heard. We've got to go back and deal with settling our souls all of the word we have already received. Well, I'm not there because I need a word. I'm going to go to another conference because I need a word. I'm going to watch somebody else on YouTube because I need a word. I'm going to watch another fake prophet on TikTok because I need a word. No, you don't hear a, you don't need another word. You just need to go ahead and heed the word you've already It says so therefore we must give more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. Now, we heard in one translation, the Amplified, it said, for this reason, that it's because of God's final revelation in his son, Jesus, and because of Jesus' superiority to the angels, we must pay closer attention than ever to the things we've heard. We've got to pay closer attention to those things that Jesus has already spoken. So what do we have to do with these angels, and why is he talking about that? Well, when you look at Hebrews chapter 2, there's a word at the beginning, it's therefore. That's a transitional word. It tells us that we need to go back to chapter 1 and deal with what he's telling us in chapter 1. So let's go back there. Uh, chapter Hebrews 1 and 1, it says, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in time past to the fathers, our ancient fathers, by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of him. He's given Jesus its qualifications as to why we need to hear him. All right? He says, in time past, I spoke to you all, your fathers, through the prophets. He says, but now when I speak, I'm speaking through my son, Jesus, okay? He is my express image. He's upholding all things by the word of his power. And when he had by himself purged our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels. And he has, by inheritance, obtained a more excellent name than they. Than who? A more excellent name than the angels. Then he goes on and starts to compare the ministry of Jesus Christ to the ministry of angels. And we find out that angels are servants. Angels are not the superior being. So let's deal with something that's taking a hold of our culture. Everybody, let's stop with the angel numbers, okay? If you go to TJ Maxx and the dress, the, the chain is in the in the case with the one one one, leave it there. The two two two, the one two three four, the three three three, the six six six, the seven seven seven. Angel numbers are not real. Angels do not give you guidance and direction based on you called a series of numbers several times in one day. Now, I know some of y'all, you're not on social media, you might not know what I'm talking about, but those ones who are on social media, they know exactly what I'm talking about. 
Angels do not guide us with numbers. And what's happening is something as foolish as that has become our, our guidepost, our, our, our lighthouse into the things of God. God doesn't need to show you a series of numbers for you to understand something or to get you to under, to a revelation to you. He can give you revelation by his son, Jesus. Now, how does he do that? Go to John chapter 1. Go to John chapter 1. Let's see who should be the biggest voice in our ears. Who should be teaching us, leading us, training us? And it's going to sound a lot like what we just read. John 1 says, in the beginning was the word. So we're going to give more earnest heed to what we have heard. Right? And he told us in that verse that we ought to listen to whom? Jesus. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him, in whom Jesus was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend it. Drop down to verse 14. And the word became what? Flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. So go back to Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 1. Therefore, we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things we've heard. The things we've heard from where? The things we've heard from Jesus. Now, we just heard from John chapter 1 and verse 14, well, 1 through 3 and verse 14, that Jesus is the what? Jesus is the what? He's the word. So let's not get cute and fancy and, and start this, well, I'm waiting for Jesus to speak to me. Every time you open the word, every time you read the word, every time you hear the word, Jesus is speaking. And he is still speaking, and he's speaking his what? Word. Now, this will help us in our everyday life. If someone comes to you with a message, and you can't find it in the word, it's not the voice of Jesus, therefore we should what? Not listen to it. You get a visitation in the middle of the night by somebody that's not bearing witness to the word, you shouldn't have eaten the burrito after midnight. It's not the Lord. Because he will never, ever speak contrary, contradictory to his word. He told us in Hebrews chapter 1 that he is now speaking to us by his son, Jesus. He's speaking to us through the word. So it's telling me here that I've got to give more earnest heed to the things which we have heard. And we're going to parenthetically put in there from the word. Now, when I read this and I began to study, the Lord revealed to me a progression for manifestation. It says, therefore, we must give the more earnest heed. Now, when you start to look at all of those words together, you'll, you'll see that it's telling me how to hear. It's telling me how to heed. When you talk about heeding, it's talking about doing and following. I've got to give the more earnest heed. Heeding is this. It's the Greek word prosekio, which means I got to bring it in. I got to bring it near. I got to turn my mind to it. I got to attend to it and be attentive. I've got to apply myself. Oh, you want more in 2024, don't you? Well, I'm telling you how to get it. You're going to have to attach yourself to it. 
You're going to have to hold or cleave to a person or a thing. This thing we're talking about tonight is the word. To be given to or addicted to. We're going to have to addict ourselves to the word. We're going to have to get to the place where we are downright word junkies. If you want to build an appetite for something, you just have to eat it a lot. People who have not eaten a lot of sugar, they don't crave sugar. You know, they crave salads. I eat, you eat salads all the time. You crave a salad. You ever call my mom? You ask, what are you getting ready to eat? She's going to always tell you, I'm on my way to get me a salad. Salad in the morning, salad in the evening. Salad on Monday, salad on Tuesday. Salad, 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 because I saw she eats a salad. Now, me, on the other hand, French fries, French fries, French fries. Where are you going to get? I'm going to get some French fries. And I have a craving for French fries. Why? Because I'm always heeding the call of French fries. Well, if I want to increase my appetite for the word, I've got to feed myself, starve myself of all of the Netflix, starve myself of all of the music, starve myself of all of the social media, feed myself word in the morning, word in the new day, word in the midnight hour, and you'll find out that before long, you are an addict of the word. This is what it's telling me to do. I've got to addict myself to it. I've got to devote my thoughts to it and give effort to it. I've got to give the more earnest heed to the things we've heard. I've got to, first it says, I break this down, give heed to it. That's the first level. Then I'm going to give more heed to it. That's the second level. Then I'm going to give more earnest heed to it. That's the third level. Now, go with me over to Mark chapter 4. And verse 20. I like this church because you hear Bibles turning. That's powerful. Mark 4 and 20 says, but these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept it, and bear fruit. Some 30-fold, some 60-fold, and some 100-fold. So when I read Hebrews chapter 2 verse 1, and I saw a progression of addiction, I saw levels of effort, levels of thought, my mind immediately by the Spirit went over to Mark chapter 4 and verse 20. And there I saw levels of manifestation. And with my lightning fast mind, I said, Father, could that be what separates the 30-folders from the 60-folders, from the 100-folders, the amount of time and effort and devotion an addiction to, an appetite for the word. So when you see somebody manifesting things that you don't have by the spirit, because devils will help you manifest. I'm not talking about demonic manifestation. I'm talking about you working the word to a place where the word begins to produce in your life. Your level of manifestation in 2024 is going to be a direct correlation to your level of heeding the word. Some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Also, he said to them, is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that which should come to light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him what? Hear. hear. Let him hear. If you've got ears to hear, let him hear. He says, then he said to them, 
Take heed what you hear. With the same measure you use, it will be measured to you. And to you who, and to you who hear will be more given. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Take heed what you hear. Take heed to what you're hearing. If you want the level of manifestation that gets us excited, then you've got to get your level of revelation and meditation and dedication to the word. You got to get that up. Or this is going to be another pitiful year. Let's look at James chapter 1. And verse 22. Media, I'd like to see that. I didn't give you this. Um, in the New King James and the easy to read. James chapter 1 and verse 22. Look at this. It says, but... Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. See, it said take heed to the word. It means go ahead and do the word. Don't keep getting fat on the word. Don't keep writing down the word. Don't keep, you know, screenshotting the word. No, let's get to a place where we're actually doing the word. Because when you only hear the word, you're deceiving yourself. You're deceiving yourself into thinking that 2024 is going to be a year of much more. 2024 will become a year of the closed door if you don't heed this word. Can I tell you something? Because I don't know if anybody's noticed it, but with the restoration and the promise of abundance has come a lot of exposure. I don't know if anybody, anybody kind of noticed that a lot of, a lot of, kind of like God's not playing anymore. Kind of like he might be a little tired of the foolishness. Like he might be pulling back the curtains on some things. Let's see that in the easy to read version. It says, do what God's teaching says. Do what his teaching says. Don't just listen and do nothing. When you only sit and listen, you're only fooling yourselves. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of, you know, I pass to this house. I don't pass nobody else's church. So when I talk, I'm talking to this house. There's a lot of sitting and listening. There's a lot of sitting and listening. And not enough doing. Well, Pastor Kim, what, what, what do you, what do you, why do you, why you, why you say that? Why you, why you say we're not doing it? Well, manifestation is, is one part, but there's a, there's, there are works that go along with believing. I'm going to give you something real simple. If I believe, Elder, that the prayers of the righteous avail much, if I believed that, my corresponding action would be, I would pray. Well, if I believe that there is a special anointing and power on corporate prayer, then I would make an effort to at least pass through corporate prayer. If I actually believe. If I actually believed that tithing opened up the windows of heaven, then I would actually tithe. Well, how you know we not tithe? Oh, baby, math real easy. Math come real easy for me. Because if you got 150 members and we all making $20,000 a year, there's a certain number that should come in every week. But I know us is in this house ain't made $20,000 in a long time. So you simply do the math and you understand we don't yet actually believe 
I said, if we just sit and listen and do nothing, we are fooling ourselves. And I love you enough to always tell you the truth. Oh, whether you frown, whether you like, you can't unfollow me because I ain't on nothing. You can't, you can't even get me like that. Whether you speak or don't speak, that's the only way you can get me is to just not speak. But I'm going to always tell you the truth. And if you want to grow, you would say, Pastor, tell me the truth. The truth is that we've got to start doing everything we hear. And we've got to start doing it with a precision like we're in the United States Air Force. I mean, we've got to do it with a precision. Have you ever seen the Air Force band? Their, bu their bugle corps? There's a precision that they have. They don't miss a beat. They don't let anything slip. They'll pass out before they fall out of step. But we let things slip. Folk been here 20 years and we still say, hey, get an accumulation bowl. You don't believe us yet? Get a calendar book. You don't believe us yet? Show up at the school on your children. You don't believe us yet? Pay off the debt. You don't believe us yet? Give more earnest heed. We tell, listen, y'all, I'm just because daddy ain't here. So, you know, when mama call you to the room, it's a whole nother level of conversation, right? Because mama come and she just straight up tell you because she don't really want you to get in trouble with daddy. So I call you to the room myself and I'm just going to tell you the truth real quick and real fast. Because daddy coming home, so let me go ahead and tell you what I need you to know for he coming here and he look at me like I'm too hard. We told you what it took to get out of debt. I was, my shopping was so little, my mama asked me, what's wrong with you? But we said we want to get out of debt. But we steady, steady buying high end. Well, no, it ain't high end, honey. It's Shein. Honey, honey, by the time you done gave Shein $200 three weeks in a row, that's $600. You should have just went to Nordstrom and Neiman's. At least it would last. Wash and put on what you already have if you really want to heed this word and come out. We've got to give whatever instruction comes through our man of God, comes through the woman of God, comes through the evangelist, comes through the prophet, comes through the teacher, comes through your flight leader. This year, you're going to have to do it. Because God is going to draw a line. It is going to be very evident this year. In the year of much more, because there are going to be people with much more and there are going to be people with no more. It's going to be very evident. Who's been heeding and who's just been sitting and listening? I like to be funny, but I'm not your sideshow puppet. I'm not here to entertain. Pastor's not here to entertain. He's here to feed you and to get you into I think he might be here. Let me calm down. So why heed the more? Let me go back to a didactical approach to this. Why should we heed more? Because God is trying to take us somewhere. God is trying to get us to a place where we are now in position to make his people, the Jewish people, jealous. Do you know how much manifestation it's going to take? He's trying to get us 
to green pastures. Pastor told us from John 10, 10 Sunday, he's trying to get us to an abundant life, a life to the full until it overflows. So that means that I cannot keep doing things my way. I've got to now start heeding what he says and do things exactly the way he said to do them. This is not going to be the year to start and stop some things. This is going to be the year that we're going to have to see things all the way through to the finish line. This ain't going to be the year, well, January 1, February 1, March 1, I'm good, but by March 15th, I'm wearing. I'm wearing down. I'm not, I'm not quite praying like I was. I'm not quite sewing like I was. I'm not quite showing up like I was. I'm not quite as... We're going to have to give more earnest heed. Now... I'm about to switch right here, and, and I'm going to help you get to the easiest way to take heed. And this is where it gets, this is where it gets dicey, so y'all pray, because I believe y'all pray. Y'all pray. The easiest way to heed is to not try to chart your own course. Pastor said it this way. Don't innovate, imitate. Imitation is the easiest way to make sure you are heeding what God says. Go to Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 7. Hebrews 13, 7 in New King James says, Remember those who rule over you and have spoken not their own words to you, but they have spoken what to you? They spoke what to you? Okay, amen. Whose faith do what? Considering what? Okay, now I'm going to help y'all. You know, if you got a good study Bible, that word rule has a little letter next to it, and it tells you that that rule is really the word lead. So everybody on by, won't nobody ruling over me. Okay, don't worry about it. Remember those who are leading you. Who have spoken what to you? Whose faith you're supposed to do what to? Right, considering how they are manifesting. The reason we're not seeing what we should be seeing is because we have people who we will let speak the word of God to us, but we have a real problem with imitating them. We have a real problem with taking our soul man, our wild child that's on the inside, and bringing it under someone else. That's why a lot of women struggle in marriage. Because you're your own woman. And it's hard when you're your own woman and you've been your own woman to now take all your womanness and bring it under. Well, it's the same thing that happens in church. Ain't no man finna tell me how. He put on his pants the same way I put on my pants. We've all heard it. And you might not say it, but your actions might. I'm just as smart as they are. I read the word just like they read the word. I, I revelate just like they revelate. God speak to me the same way they speak. There's a difference. There's a difference. It says, whose faith followed. Now let's look at that word follow. Because we think follow means just get in line behind him and do like this, you know, or, or I'm going to go where he goes. Nope. Follow there means to imitate. I'm going to imitate the person who speaks the word of God to me. I'm not going to keep trying to figure it out. I'm not going to sign up for any more courses. I'm not going to, you know, go to any more, you know, little hotel rooms. With people with posters outside charge you $99 a week to tell you how to prosper. 
Nope. Just come to church on Sunday, come to church on Wednesday, and make up your mind that whatever he says to you, I'm going to do it. So the quickest way to heeding is to just imitate. Now, why should we imitate? Because Jesus did. Jesus didn't go out there doing whatever it is he wanted to do. Go to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. The truth of the matter is, when church is done right, you shouldn't be able to tell the members from the pastor. I said, when church is done right, you should not be able to tell the members from the pastor. John chapter 5, verses 18 through 21. Let's look at this. Oh, Jesus. It says, therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Then Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do for whatever he does, whatever the father does, whatever God does, the son also does how? In like manner. Well, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be just like Jesus. Okay, imitate just like Jesus. Jesus only did what his father does. I can imitate because Jesus did it. Now look at this. Go to John chapter 16 and verse 12. We're talking about how to imitate those ones who are speaking the word of God to me. That's how I'm going to get to the more. That's how I'm going to get to the much more. That's how I'm going to go from no fold to 30 fold to 60 fold to 100 fold. Paul said it this way, follow me as I follow Christ. Imitation is all through the scripture. This year it's going to take more. It's going to take more heeding what the Lord says. It's going to take doing what he says I mean, not leaving one detail undone. If the man of God says he burns premium gas, guess what you should burn? I ain't wasting, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't wasting, I ain't wasting no gas, it's gas, it's gas, it's gas. He's training you for the next level. Because there's a level of car that you say you won't. You can't put that 87 in there. I sure want me a Mercedes Benz GLS 450. That's how I want. You can't drive that on 83. You can't. You can't. Well, I'm American, man. Give me an Escalade. Okay, go get the Escalade. But you can't put 83 in there. He's training you for reigning. But if you're still struggling with something as small as that, he said, put your son in a suit. They act better. I remember when he said that. Put your son in a suit. He will behave better. Get him a haircut. He will behave better. Because he will begin to see himself differently. Well, now that's, that's my boy. I let, he, he, I, he, uh, let him express himself. Okay. And when he at the school acting a donkey. I said when he's at the school acting like he looks. We want much more in 2024, well, then we are going to have to he imitate everything we see. Whatever God has set before you, man, he didn't, we're not inspirational people. We're not here to be inspiration. John 16, let me hush, in verse 12. John 16 and verse 12. Oh, this, I should read this. I still have many things to say. 
Jesus, I still have many things to say. But you can't bear them now, so I'm going to hold on to them. <laughs> However, <laughs> when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority. The spirit, Jesus, they're imitators. They follow the father. They don't go off and say anything that the father didn't say. They don't go and do anything that the father doesn't do. If your pastor ain't in the club, you shouldn't be in the club either. Now, if your pastor go to the club, go to the club. Because obviously you've aligned yourself with that kind of house. In this house, holiness is the order of the day. And if you're not going to be holy, get yourself another Facebook account that nobody can see. And whatever you do, do not put... Ooh. Ooh. I have many things to say, but you cannot hear them now. Ooh, Jesus. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take up what is mine and declare it so do you see how the kingdom of God works? Jesus only speaks, only does what he hears his father speak. The Holy Spirit only hears what Jesus says and speaks what Jesus has told him. And your man of God only speaks and says and do what the Holy Spirit. A big chain of imitators. In the kingdom of God. For those of y'all who like Jason Bourne and have been delivered like myself, there are no rogue operatives. Do you know what a rogue operative is? A rogue operative is someone who goes off script. They don't follow their superiors. Their superiors have no clue what they're doing. They have their own mission. And they're taking the supplies that came from their organization and using them for something that has not been authorized. The gifts God has given you, the talents God has given you, are for his kingdom. It's funny to me how we'll take his gifts, his callings, his talents, his money, and his time and give it all to the world. But then when it's time to come to church, I don't have any talents. I can't serve because I don't know how to do it. Well, how you work that many years? I, don't, I, I can't, I can't, I can't come, I can't, I can't make Bible study because I got, they stay in there too long. I, I got to be to work in the morning. So you can go give them eight plus hours, but we complain about four hours serving God? Rogue operative. You're not imitating. I said you're not imitating. I'm turning the page on that. Go to Luke chapter 6, verse 40. Luke 6, verse 40. It's going to take more. It's going to take much more. Luke 6, verse 40. Mm -hmm. A disciple is not above his teacher. But everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. A disciple, a follower, is not above his teacher. 
But everyone who is perfectly trained or everyone who comes into full maturity in this thing will be like his teacher. And the problem people have with imitating is there's a level of competition. I'm going to show you, man of God, woman of God, that I know what you know. And so what tends to happen is, is you just don't make, you don't have, you don't manifest, you don't, you don't. And then what happens is you get shame and the devil talks you to leave the building. Because there is a system, there is an order, there is a structure that's in the body of Christ. This doesn't operate like the world. God gave apostles. And I said God gave. Not the university made. God gave. So you've got to come under that leadership. So that you can attain to be like your leadership. So imitation is a sign of maturity. You've really grown up in the things of God when you look at your man of God and say, you know what? Yep, that's my target. Now, you're in the wrong church if you're looking at your man or woman of God and there's no target. You're in the wrong, you in the, you in the wrong church. Go to Philippians chapter 3. I'm going to crack a joke in a minute. I will, I promise you. I'll say something cute in a minute. Look at this. I just want to prove to you that in order to heed the easiest way to do it is just to follow the pattern, to walk in the footsteps that have already. I don't know what to do with my kids. We ain't showed you what to do with your kids. We, we, we didn't show you what to do with your kids. Snatch them out the world. And when they fight and, and cry and want to go to the world, you just snatch them out the world. You don't make the world an option. I said, you don't make the world an option. Well, y'all got out of debt. Y'all don't have what we have. Baby, you didn't have what we had. You don't understand. I got child support. So did we. Never late. Never late. Never late. When my churn grown, keep giving to them. That's how you keep them close. Oh, they they 16 now. Get your own. Nope, 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 nope. You want somebody to honor you? You posting your cash app on your birthday, bless your children. When they 32, bless your children. They're yours, right? I'm just telling you the example. Well, Christmas different in my house because my children grown. Oh, no. No, best crib, best, 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 besties, besties. We had guests over for Christmas, and I felt myself getting a little in my insides because I'm like, oh, maybe they think this too much. Oh, I said, maybe they think. And then I said to myself, no, you keep hanging with us and you'll know what this is. You keep. See, y'all don't want to see. Yes, they see. There she go. There nobody want to hear that. Ain't nobody. I'm telling you how to live this thing. You want your cars to stay on the road? You want them to stay on the road? You don't want to have to keep buying another car? What the man of God told you to do? You got to go to the dealership. Quantavius don't have a tool for that Mercedes. Quantavius don't have a tool for that Nissan. Quantavius don't have it. He using a sledgehammer to get that thing off. He don't have it. Ain't nobody cousin to hear Quantavius is. 
Well, Pastor Kim, I ain't got no money for the dealership. Remember when he told you put up 15%? Remember when he said, uh, uh, TS3, tie, save, sow, and spend? Anybody remember? He said, that's, that's, how you, that's how you do that thing? And so you always have when the, don't ever buy one tire, he said that. Oh, jeez. Did I read Philippians 3.17? I didn't know. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a, you have us for a, so you got to go get your own pattern. You have us for a, and when you have a pattern, what do you do? You cut your material out to match it. Yeah, you want to sew a dress? I've been working on a dress for about, about 22 years. <laughs> Y'all laughing. It's going to be a nice dress when I, when I, ooh, I cut the pattern out. Woo. And I pinned it to the fabric. Ooh, it was going to be, my baby was going to be pretty in that dress. Grandbaby's going to be pretty in that dress. <laughs> But I, under, I understand the concept. You know, you, you cut the pattern out. You get that, that tracing paper, that, that ink paper, and you lay that pattern on top of that, and you take that pattern wheel, and you trace that pattern. You trace on the lines, and that line is where you're supposed to cut. And when you, you, when you don't cut that, don't cut two sides in, don't cut too much on the outside, you cut on that line. And see, then you take it and you, you stitch it up. I didn't make it past, you know. I'm going to get that, but I never throw it away because I know one day I'm going to have time. And I got it in a nice sealed Rubbermaid container. When I get time, I'm going to go finish that. But I understand a pattern. I understand that if I want the dress to be the size that's on the packet, I've got to cut it accordingly. Well, if you want your life. To be a beautiful life, Paul is saying here, use us for a pattern. And Kimberly is saying here, use us as a pattern. And see, that sounds so, that sounds so, mm. in the wrong hands, it would sound narcissistic in the wrong hands. But in the context of scripture, it's just right. Use us as a pattern. And you will get... For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping who didn't use us as a pattern, who walked out the door, who you still hanging with, who ain't got no manifestation and got you thinking they got, ain't got nothing. They are enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is there. And whose glory is in there, who set their minds on what? Earthly things. Imitation is the easiest way. So, you know what, I'm, I got a lot more scripts, but I'm going to skip that. How do you know people are worth following? How do you know that I should heed this joker? It better be some manifestation. Too many in the body of Christ are following people and you don't know their manifestation. Pull your tail all the way back off the internet and get back in your local church because you can know. See, I ain't shook by Jake's. I ain't shook. I'm bothered and my prayer is that it's all a lie. But it don't faze me none. Why? Because I don't partner with people I don't know. I don't know how your marriage is. I don't know how your children are. I don't know if you actually bought that car or is that your cousin Ray Ray car. I don't know. So I don't get all bent out of shape. They ain't hurt me. You don't know. Following people, taking people advice on Instagram, it's all a deep fake. It's all a big, deep fake. You crying because your husband ain't bought you no Louboutin. Those ain't that girl Louboutins. 
She barred them. And if you look real close, she got by six inches on the back heel. You know they ain't hers, they too big. Go to Mark 4 again. Go back to Mark 4 and verse 20. Mark 4 and verse 20. I'm going to take you back to the word. But these are the ones sown on good ground. Those who hear the word, accept the word. That means they heed the word. And they bear what? And they bear what? If you don't see any fruit, don't follow. Come tell me about what somebody did said uh, on the internet. I don't, I don't care. No, the internet is fake. Oh, Pastor Kim, you got to know. I don't know nothing about them. You wasting your time sending me somebody a little table talk about something. You wasting your time because I am, I am not watching it. Because I don't know nothing about them. But I do know about Bill Winston. Fruit. I know about Philip and Alberta Derber, fruit. I know about Nancy Dufresne, fruit. I know about uh, Jesse DePlantis and Kathy, fruit. Herman Elmer, I know about him, fruit. But all these people out here, y'all, getting filled up on something and the fruit, the fruit is fake. Well, how you know? I don't know. That's why I don't partake of it. Now, if you've been there and you've got evidence, then you keep listening. How do you know that people you are following are heeding? They have manifestation. So who should be speaking? The word should be speaking into your lives and you should be heeding everything you hear from the word. The Holy Spirit, John 14, 26, we got to read that. John 14, 26. Yeah, we got to read that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the helper. Oh, Jesus, I just like how that sounds. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you what? And bring to your remembrance what? That I said to you. The Holy Spirit don't bring you any off-the-wall revelations. The Holy Spirit don't have you blowing bubbles at midnight in the grave. The Holy Spirit don't have you doing nothing crazy. Because he is going to tell you what Jesus said. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So how do I heed the Holy Spirit? Be in a position for him to speak to me. He does not dwell in anything unclean. So if I think you are in sin, please don't bring me no word. If you are not honoring your mama and daddy, please don't bring me a word. If you don't have integrity, don't bring me a word. If you thumping your wife in her forehead, don't bring me a word. If you down talking your husband, don't bring me a word. Because the Holy Spirit... He don't talk to them kind of folk. He just, he just, he just, he just, he just real quiet with those kind. He just real quiet with, with those kind. He just. And who else should you listen to? I'm glad you asked. Go to Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15. Ooh, we finna be out of here. Ain't God good? I guess he is. Woo, hallelujah. <laughs> Jeremiah 3.15 says, and I will give you. 
King James says, and I will give you pastors according to my heart who are faithful to me, who are loyal to me, who has my spirit and my ways. They have me in heart. So they're in my heart. And they're going to feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. I'm just going through so much in my mind, in my mind. It's okay. Your soul man mirrors your physical man. You know if you eat from the wrong table, your belly going to be bubbly. It's just, oh, Jesus, I shouldn't have eaten that. Well, the same thing in the soul realm. When you feeding on the wrong, it messes with your Because they saying one thing, he saying one thing, and it's just a mess. And now you're just confused. You're just, you're just, you're just confused. Limit what you're eating from. I, I don't eat everywhere. I can pinpoint, oh, in my stomach, I know exactly what, ooh, ooh. That grease was old. <laughs> I knew exactly. I was like, I knew exactly. You, you see what I'm saying? But he will give you pastors that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Here it is in the voice uh, translation. It says, then I will give you shepherds who trust and know me. Wise teachers who will impart knowledge and understanding to you. So let's go to John 10 and we're done. Because I want you to know the benefits I'll just, I'll just, let me just paraphrase this for you. You know, this is the teaching. Jesus says, I'm the door, I'm the shepherd. Come to me. You're going to go in and out and you're going to find pasture. That word pasture is no may. No may means you're going to find pasturage, fodder, food. Figuratively, it means you're going to get to the place where you will want, you will not want the needful supplies for a true life. That he is leading us to a place, Jesus is, the word is, to a place where I shall not want. Pastures. Psalm 23. You see how Psalm 23 might be pointing us to, might be a little messianic pointing us to Jesus. He leads us to green pastures. He leads us to a place where we will not want the needful supplies of a true life. There are needful supplies, ladies and gentlemen. Proper housing, a needful supply. A good car, needful supply. Groceries in the refrigerator, needful supplies. A little jingle in your pocket, needful supply. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Good Lord! A pretty necklace on your neck, a needful supply. Oh, ain't nobody need all that. Oh, yes, you do, according to Proverbs. Wisdom is supposed to put something beautiful on your neck, on your wrist, around. It's a... So what are the benefits of heeding? I'm glad you asked. Isaiah 30 and 20. Go, to, go there real quick. Y'all hurry up now. They've got it on the screen for us. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore. Your teachers aren't hidden from you, but your eyes shall see your teachers. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left, you will also defile the covering. Oh, you're going to break down some stuff here. Of your images of silver and the ornament of your molded images of gold, you will throw them away as an unclean thing. You will say to them, get away. All the benefits of heating. Then he will give you. Do you see this? Rain for your seed. I've been sowing, I've been sowing, and I've been sowing. Problem is you ain't had no rain. I said you ain't had no rain. With which you sow the ground and bread of the increase of the earth, it will be what? Oh, Jesus. 
In that day, your cattle will feed in large pastures. Likewise, the oxen and the young donkey that work the ground will eat cured fodder, which has been winnowed with the shovel and the fan. There will be on every high mountain and on every high hill rivers and streams of water in the day of the great slaughter when the towers fall. So there's going to be prosperity. When you heed and you give more earnest heed, there is going to be prosperity. James 1, 20 through 225 tells me that if I am not a forgetful hearer of the word, but I am an actual doer, I'm going to be blessed in all that I do. Oh, my goodness. And Luke 6, 46 through 49 tells me if I heed the word, I heed the commands. Look at this. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Keep going for me. Nope. Y'all set me up. <laughs> Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock and when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against the house and could not shake it for it was founded on a rock but he who heard and did nothing you just sit and listen you just sit and listen you just sit and listen I'll tell you what he's like He's like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently, and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. You're wise. I said you're wise when you heed the word of God. Amen. You're wise. Hallelujah. You can stand to your feet. I'm done. Woo Jesus. Woo Jesus. There's a benefit in heeding the word of God. It's going to take more. Whatever you've done to get to where you are, if you're not satisfied with where you are, you've got to do more. And so what we focus on a lot of times is doing less of the bad stuff. Okay, yes. But if you do more of the good stuff, the, less, the bad stuff will fall away because you'll lose your appetite for it. You'll lose your appetite. You'll lose it. And I'm telling you that the man of God has spoken it. He's not spoken any word. He's like Samuel. Not one word from his mouth has fallen to the ground. Well, how do you? I know my life. What he speaks is implemented in our home. It's implemented. We might have struggles, might have trials, might not understand it when the word comes. But we're going to do it. We're going to do it until we understand it. And all that happens is and now we just know why we're doing it. He's told you countless times when we first met Apostle Derber, he would tell us things that, oh, uh-uh, that just, that just don't, make, that don't make sense to me. But we had to decide either we're going to trust this man or we're not. We're going to trust the God that's in him because he's showing it to us from the word. And because it was from the word, I'm not trying him. I'm trying the word. I'm heeding the word. And I found out that the word works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.